0: Welcome to, hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast brought to you by Crack Rackets. My name's Alex Gruskin. Filling in for Max Rothman today is a far more refined tennis player from California. He is the current world number 485, a former UCLA superstar, and a returning guest to our Great Shot Podcast, Crusel. Hey, Great Shot, and welcome back.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Um, last time was pretty fun, so hopefully <laughs> we don't go like three hours this time. But
0: Counterpoint, hopefully we do go three hours this
1: time. That is, that that is, is true. Is, <laughs> that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on
0: that, but I appreciate you saying that, and we are so happy to have you back. A lot has happened since we last had you on the show. Uh, we, we could start a million different directions, but I want to ask you, I know you suffered an injury at the end of last season. You know How are you feeling now?
1: uh i'm feeling good i mean it took kind of forever to to heal to be honest i didn't didn't really think it was that big of a deal when when i was diagnosed with it um the, the mri and all that um because it was like right after i when i played winston salem you know the, the the 250 that was like my last tournament last year and um i went to brazil and my hand was like really sore and i just an MRI and it was like this weird thing. It's not like a it's technically called called like a blood edema, which is like a, a bone edema, not a bone edema, which is like I don't know, it's just this weird thing that I had in my hand. So it's like kinda a little worse than a bone bruise. And there's not much you can do about it. You just have to wait and rest and, you know, the pain goes away but then it comes back and goes away and comes back. So it just it was just kind of a kind of like a very annoying like five months to be honest but you know i'm healthy i'm playing i'm practicing and i'm ready to go you know
0: no that sounds like a really shit process and i i don't mean to dwell on that but for our listeners uh who want to know what it's like when a professional player sustains an injury like that especially one where it sounds like the only real recipe was just resting it, you know. Did did it for you, that injury, did it throw off your rhythm, throw off your off-season? You know, how did you manage to work around that to stay in shape and do what you had to do?
1: I mean, it's it's challenging just in the sense of, like, you know, staying motivated. Um, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing. You're just, you know, you're not really playing. You can't really play and, you know, have to go to the gym. But that's just, you know you know, a couple hours here and there a day. And and it, it's hard. I think it, what throws you off more is just kind of like that, you know, competitiveness where you're just, you almost, I think for me, what was really challenging is like towards like, I don't know, three, four months in, um, I almost got complacent in a sense of like, oh, I, you know, I'm not competing. I'm just kind of like living my life. And I was back in LA and teaching, you know, just kind of doing things that you can do. And you just kind of get set on that, on that routine. And once I was not clear to play, but I know I was starting again, I was like, oh shit, I have to, you know, do all this again. I'm like, my routine has been so different. So I think that's just a big big adjustment when you, when you get injured and, you know, you get kind of set in your own ways doing other things. Um, But especially for something that you can only just rest. And really not do much. I was doing. I started doing PT again here in the here in in Palos Verdes and stuff like that. But but still, it's just you know it takes an hour of your day, and then you know what do you do with the rest of your day? <laughs> <Kind> <laughs> yeah, of. So well, it's just so it's just kind of like you know it's it's just annoying because it was just really resting, and there was no timeline. You know, you you Google it, and then it says, oh, it can be you know. <laughs> Three months or two years. I was like, "Well, f- it can't be two years. Um, two years is just not gonna cut it."
0: No, espe- and especially with you know all of the changes going on in tennis between last off season and this one, I I can only imagine how frustrated it is. And you were playing you know, really, really, really well before you got injured. You're getting into challengers. And I also want to ask, the last time we left you, I believe there was some passport controversy. You were afraid if you left the States you weren't be, going to be able to get back in. Obviously you were, but that obvious, that all went okay?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a visa thing. I was in a visa process, application process, and sure. – uh... It took another i mean from the time i think when when we talked, I think right after little rock wasn't it, yeah, it was right yeah around. so so yeah, so it took still another like i don't know another two three months for me to get the visa, and then I had to go to Brazil um to sort everything out, and by by then, I was already you know my hand was already hurting, so it was kind of good that I went there and you know got everything checked, but um, yeah, now I'm good, and i'm you know I'm legal so. <laughs> that's important
0: oh any ladies listening you heard that he's legal now
1: i'm legal for now but i will need i don't know i I still have a girlfriend so (laughs) she knows if 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 trump tries to to kick me out i'm gonna have to put a she's gonna have to put a ring on it
0: if the going gets tough the tough get married i know
1: yeah no it's uh i'm good for like five years now so i'm okay you know, oh. by then I'm either going to be top hundred or retired. So <laughs> the
0: the natural successor to Billy Martin, for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I could take that job, I'd quit tomorrow. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know it's it's uh, it's extra frustrating. I think that what uh, what's well, been like the injury was extra frustrating, not because uh, you know would it be different off season wise. It was just because. N- it almost set me back to square one. Like I'm, you know, I can compete for points pretty much. Um, and I know in like a month or two, I'll be unranked. So it's just like, it was the worst possible time for me to get injured. Cause I was, you know, I was playing a lot of challengers, even ATPs, but I was going to go back to 25, you know, try to build the ranking and just kind of, you know, it's just kind of normal, you know, you go up or down, up or down. But then that, that just set me back like I feel like twice as hard because now I'm, you know, barely getting getting in twenty fives and and we can't compete for points anymore. So it's just like, well, how am I how do I defend my points if I can compete for points? Um and then yeah, I mean it's it's just a weird situation that that, that this new transition has tour has, has put everyone in and, and I think with my injury you just kinda made it Twice as bad, so, but it is what it is, you know
0: and i think that's the perfect transition to get into what we want to talk about the most today now for people just to set the scene a little bit obviously you're well versed in this topic and you know anyone who's been paying attention uh, to the tennis world in 2019 has to be aware that the ITF uh, impl- uh, implemented a new transition tour this season uh, they they changed the structure of the futures and challengers now where you know futures events it's a different amount of points than it used to be before and a lot of events 50%, 15Ks, some 25Ks uh, only give transition tour points, not ATP points. And, you know, there's a lot more nuance and we can get uh, into all of that. But where I want to start this ar- or this discussion of this argument, I- I'm on your side, it's not going to be an argument, but um, just one of the biggest things we've seen that's been both refreshing as a fan, but even more so frustrating is we've seen so many players speak out about how angry they are that this transition tour rules passed that, you know, it really was without much consulting of the players. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of test runs for this. And as one of the, you know, loudest critics of this new ITF transition tour crew, I just, I want to ask you on a front note, you know, where is this anger coming from, from all of these players we're seeing you know, can you sort of speak to that of why the players feel so left out of this decision-making process?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's kind of funny, but it's just I, we all, you know, everyone that is complaining is in a different situation, right? So, you know, there's the guys who, you know, can get indetermined at all. There's the guys who, you know, are, you know, like me, can't really, you know, there's no really mobility. So at all levels, everything has been, you know, everyone has been affected besides, you know, the challenger guys, if anything, they're just chilling there, getting the point that no one else can get, (laughs) you know, you're just kind of there. Uh, How do you, you know, you have to lose first round every week for a year to, you know, get out of the challengers. But that's besides the point. Uh, I just feel like, you know, when it all was like, when things were happening and everyone was asking questions, I think, I I remember being in Kentucky, there was like an ATP guy, there, I don't, I can't remember his name, but he was explaining like, oh, how we we're going to do it and everything. And it, it seemed, seemed okay. Um, and I, I, I understand a little bit of the point of view of the ATP and whatever the, the ITF. Well, there's too many players in the rankings and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's like, dude, just let the people play. You know what I mean? And, and I think, you know, for me, I've never been, you know, I'm that, you know, big of an activist about anything, really. (laughs) Um, But I think what really, like, struck, why this kind of struck with me is that, one, I I played college, um, and this kind of ruins everything for college players, unless you're, you know, relying heavily on wild cards, but it's not like everyone can do that. Um, And I'm seeing friends of mine barely getting in tournaments, uh, just having to, I had, so far I had to get in a tournament or something like that. So it's just like, that's, the, I think the first point that made, made me really angry. And I was like, as soon as everything started, like, oh, they didn't really think this, this through. They just said, oh, let's just do this. But it, it wasn't really well thought. And I think the second point that like, really really makes me angry or, or makes me upset about this is that um, I just kind of use myself as the example but I also I, it's not that I just played college I played college and I quit uh, for a year and you know if I was under the same this system a year and a half ago that I tried to that I started playing again or even less than a year and a half I wouldn't have been able to play they they would have taken my ch- chance to play because I I wouldn't be able to get internments. I was I was I had no points I was a nobody <laughs> So, so that really makes me angry in a sense. Like, well, you know, it doesn't doesn't mean I'm gonna make it. it doesn't mean whoever, you know, it's my fault that I took a year off as well. But, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're allowed, if you're allowed to play, at least you're allowed to play. At least you tried. Whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, no one, no one who's a thousand five hundred in the world is taking any money away from from the guys at the top. You know what I mean? Just let them play. Like, who cares?
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And it, it's interesting because this whole thing kind of started uh, when the ITF released uh, the info of saying, you know, they're thinking behind this. One of the stats they turned to was that while over 14,000 players compete in professional tournaments every year, only 350 men and 250 women break uh, finan- uh, even financially without consideration uh, consideration of coaching costs. and And so, you know... It just seems like that if that was the fundamental problem you were trying to solve, that players like yourself, crew who are you know winning futures events, starting to slowly move up the ranks, uh, weren't making a living, weren't making enough for themselves. It just seems like limiting draws, uh, just doing the things they does. It it didn't really address that core problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, the whole thing with with tennis, I think I, I've been kind of. I mean in that Facebook group you know with you know everyone's complaining and all that of but I, I I feel I feel like and this might sound a little controversial cuz I'm on I'm on the player side I'm on the player side that you should be allowed to play now you can you can just be like oh I'm 450 in the world I should be making 100k a year it it's just never going to be like that so it, it was never like that. It's not going to be like that. This changes are not going to make it like that. So it's just, it's just not because at the end of the day, being 400 in the world or being 450, um, it's not that hard. You know, you, you win two or three futures. You do well for a little bit. Not even – you just have a decent year. You're going to be 400 uh, and 450. Um now, from that point on, where you start breaking into challengers, that's a whole different ballgame. That's a whole different level. But so, I think a lot of the people complaining, a lot of the the, the players complaining, were like, "Yeah, because you know they should put more money and and this and that." I'm like, "Dude, we're barely getting any tournaments right now. You know what I mean?" So, and and you, what you're a thousand in the world. I saw, I saw Jared was uh, she he got in an argument with this girl who was like never won any prize money she was like oh they're you know putting me out of a job and it was, it was like whoa you pretty much was you yeah you were working pro bono because you know you never made any money so you know it, there, you gotta you gotta know where you're at where you're at you know what i mean in terms of you could have to be realistic like can i make it can i not make it um but you know i think even if you can't make it if you want to play you should be allowed to play um now that's 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 what the that's one of the biggest problems, right? The 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 part where people cannot are not able to play. I was like "Think of money, yeah, I understand. Like, you know, I, I, I would be making more money too as a guy who was four hundred but the money's at the top is ten is in a bigger four, the money's at the top is hard to trick it's all the way down to like four hundred. Maybe I mean challenge is like already better um with the housing and everything. So so it, it it's a slow thing, but you can't just be, you know, demanding all this money when you like your career high was, you know, nine hundred. It's just, it's just not, and you're never gonna, you're never gonna make hundred k being nine hundred in the world. You know what I mean? So, it, it, it you got to really look. That's why when I propose solutions to those things, I, I try to be like, okay, we have to be re- realistic. Like, we no one is gonna re- mediocrity. You know what I mean? It's not all no, sudden, of course. All of a sudden, the ATP board's is gonna be like, you know what? Being 400, those, those guys should be getting paid. You know, I'm 400. And I'm not being like I have to get paid more. I'm just pissed about the fact that w- there's no mobility in this ranking. It's like it's kind of crazy. Like you, you have to, you know, if you're 400, you can go, you can play challengers, but then you have to play what a year of transition tour to to get into Char- challengers. So it's just not. It just Messed up with the natural progression of things, you know, when you're competing in terms. Ah, You you can debate a lot about this, but I think there's just some things are never going to change in terms of at least the money. Um, But some things should, should be amended, I think, in this new system for sure.
0: So, I just want to start by saying again, thank you for sharing your perspective. As a fan, it's hard for us to really kind of fathom what that's like going from city to city. A joke that's been made repeatedly on Cracked Interviews is, you know, you never want to end up in Godfrey, Illinois. And, like, I'm sorry for the hosts in Godfrey, but it's like, yeah, the Futures Tour sucks. It does. You're going, yeah, you're going city to city. If, if the itf
1: wanted to do something so let's do something about the futures then um instead of this i've never like really said to this to anyone but i sometimes I, you know you're driving in la in traffic you have time to think yeah give me a breaking news then <laughs> less no, breaking news sound. I'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking like okay you want the futures to be a little better make them in big towns in big cities they're easy easy to access like flying in you don't have to like fly and they take a train and then take a taxi or some of that try to make the futures in like bigger towns try to make you know the hotels close to the to to the site so we don't have to like uber or rent a car things like that you know what i mean logistically they can make a better job now they're gonna have more money no they're not gonna put more money no one's gonna put more money but if they make the logistics a little better it's easier for everyone to travel it's tough to like you know fly from i don't know like i've played 500 bucks to fly from savannah to 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 la it's like that's crazy um so you know make it logistically a little easier for for everyone on the especially on the ITF tour. you know what i mean but you know with the money wise it's just like man like they're not gonna it's never gonna change you know so
0: and I, I'm I'm sorry for cutting you off, um, but it, i just I just think that point is fascinating and Paul Timmins, who writes a blog, it's called my tennis adventures adventures dot blog, wrote uh like a three piece series about the transition tour rules, and one of the points he made was referencing the prize money at the Australian Open versus the comparative fifteen K, twenty five K levels. And you look at it, the Australian Open's purse has gone up thirty percent in the last five years and you know, that is just not the case. And so you're saying, and this is a, it, it's a really interesting argument. That's why I want to ask. You're saying you understand why that purse grows, right? Yeah. Like the Federer's, the Djokovic's, the, the marquee
1: names. They, try, they drive the, the money. It's not and, me. It's not Caruso. I'm, yeah. I'm not the one bringing in money for tennis.
0: Well, and so I think that's fair, but you mentioned as well the jump and level once you hit the challengers. And I got the chance to be a ball boy at the Cleveland Challenger a couple weeks ago. So literally, I was on court. And like, you guys are all so fing good. Like, so fing good. I cannot stress that enough.
1: That's what I'm saying. So what's happening is like, okay, a lot of future players have been complaining a lot and complaining a lot about the money, where in challengers, I'm i have the same opinion challenger players are <laughs> good like it, it's it's it, it's a whole different ball game like that's why i, I always get my kicked a little bit there because i'm like because everyone is just like a couple results away of breaking into like you know 120 150 100 and from there you just you know you just get there so i think you know, you know, at the challenger level, if if it was able to trickle down, like, more towards the challenger level, I think guys who are making quality of slams, you know, should be getting paid more, to be honest. I, I, I totally agree with, with that. Um, I don't think they should, you know, pay the winner of those trying to open more. I'm like, dude, this guy's going to pull in – whoever wins this trying to open is going to pull another, like, $5 million in bonuses and and, and, and anything, exactly so, it's endorsement so deals and what yeah endorsement deals and all that but you know for the guy who's a hundred and if he comes in and plays the first round and loses loses first round but makes ninety thousand you know what i mean that's amazing um so i think that's 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 like i said i mean that that facebook group and you know you see a lot of people complaining you see a lot of demanding so many different things i'm i'm just saying like okay i i i'm totally on everyone's side in the sense of like Everyone should be allowed to play. And um, for me, I, I think the whole having two systems is absolutely bonkers. Like, it, it just it does not work. It is not a thing that they should have. But I, should, I think they should have, you know, the points in 50, 15 and 25Ks just on the latter rounds of the tournament. Like, Sammy's finals winner. They should have ATP points for those people. Cause then, cause then there's mobility, right? You go play 15, you make finals. I did, like I made finals two weeks ago, but it's not—it's worth nothing, really. Like it's really worth nothing. I have to do that ten more times to like get into a challenger.
0: Yeah, and so I, I think again one of the best things you're you're pointing out the difference between the money and the opportunity right and 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 it's and there is a difference and again another thing paul brought up in his blog and i just want to read these stats for you right now cuz i think they reflect what you're talking about in january february and march of 2018 there were 113 total or sorry there were 109 total tournaments uh from January to March of 2019, and keep in mind it's still the first three months of the system, so small sample size. But there were 14 less tournaments these first three months. There were only 95. And now he took it to the next level, and we talked about this at depth. And I'm, I, these rules are so confusing. I really tried to make a list of them to be able to explain them as we go, but it, it's just really unclear what qualifying draws. Yeah,
1: I'll, but even if you look as a player, like we'll go in our on our IP on a, the pen thing and. We'll look at the at the entry list and there's like sometimes there's like 20 spots for main draw and then there's like two juniors but then sometimes there's like five junior spots and then i don't know how many itf spots it, it's always changing and then and then you see a guy who's like in the qualities but then he's also an, an alternate because he has a different a different like it's a transition ranking and then a, a, it's it's I, I think it's
0: being called a ghost ranking in in different pockets of it yeah
1: and and it's just like okay but, but what what is happening why it's like this guy in qualities and but is also an alternate or what sometimes it's it's just or sometimes he's like an alternate with like ATP ranking and then a little further down he's an alternate with his with his ITF ranking so it's just like i mean it's just so confusing and and it makes i mean it makes sense but it doesn't really make sense you know what i mean like i get what they're trying to do but it doesn't make sense because like my biggest thing is like this i i don't know if anyone has talked about this but tennis isn't a, a sport that you play well for 10 months straight it just doesn't happen tennis is a momentum thing so you play really well for I don't know, you play a few tournaments and all of a sudden it clicks, you win it, you win one, and then you go to the following week and you win again or you make finals and then all of a sudden like you won two futures in a row, you're like, okay, I'm just going to try to play some challengers. And then you go out and play some challengers and maybe it works out (laughs) and maybe you get some confidence and you stay there for a little bit. But then, boom, you start start going down a little bit again. And then you have to reset and, you know, get your groove again and hopefully you get that – Get that kind of same momentum going again and that happens that's the biggest thing it happens in all levels it's not that oh it's a future thing it's a, who in the atp what top 100 makes like wins four tournaments a year five tournaments a year six tournaments a year only maybe the top guys but maybe not not even six i think it's way too much these days. um where you know a guy who's like 80 he has like one or two finals um he
0: has yeah a qu- a quarter final in Rotterdam he makes you know that spontaneous masters round of 16
1: you you have yeah so you have like that you know that few rounds of 16 like one semi one final boom he's in the top 100 obviously he's playing for higher for bigger points against better competition but that's kinda how it is, right?
0: In my life I, I called that player Paul and Remet too. He was just always around.
1: Some someone like that. Like someone some of those guys, I you mean know, Federico Delboni's a- <laughs> Exactly. Guys like that. You know, guys who I mean it's you know, they, they keep their ranking through like a few good weeks. And that's kinda how it works. Now, you come down to a future level, obviously to move up to Challenger and then to move up to ATP you have to win more. That's that's just Obviously you have to win more futures to get to challenges. You have to win more. Once you're there, you don't have to win as much. You just have to win to have a few good weeks. But in what this system takes off is the possibility of a guy. So again, like if I put myself as the example, right after that last time we talked that I won Little Rock, instead <laughs> of going and playing a future, I went to Savannah and I qualified and won a round. Wasn't a deep run, but you know, I was, I, was, I went to a challenger. Yeah. I went to I went to a challenger and I, and, and, you know, I got my first challenger win and I was feeling good about myself. And you, you how many times did you see last year a guy coming from qualities making a deep run, like in, in a challenger? So the fact that they took away the, the qualities of challengers, it's mind boggling because it's like so many to see a guy who, you know, maybe had a few good future weeks, and then all of a sudden, boom, just clicks that challenger. Like, uh, what's his face? Karlovsky. Karlovsky yeah. to U.S., won whatever, Iowa City, and then who? Braden Schnurr, yeah. Braden <laughs> Schnurr just now. Yeah, I mean, think think about, like, all the times that this happens, and take about, and, and look at how they, they just messed up with the momentum. So you can't, you can't be like, okay, I'm playing, Now I'm going to go risk myself at a, at a term at a higher level. That's kind of, that's what's because now, you know, you're, I'm playing, dude, I'm playing 15s. You know, the only two 15s I played since I started playing again in 2017 was my first one that I ended up winning was me and Marty in the final. (laughs) And then one more after that, I was already ranked high enough to play 25s and I played a full year of 25s in challengers qualities. How am I right now playing 15s? One, I shouldn't because I, I just shouldn't. Um, I should be at the level like, like I am at 25. And two, I feel like I take spots from guys who are trying to, to come up. You know, the guys who just started, like in George, who was just kind of, you know, getting his feet wet. And, and Austin, like a couple of my friends, the guys who are just starting. Why am I there taking spots? You know what I mean. I should be playing higher, but now I'm in qualities of Baker shooting in Calabasas. I'm in qual. Yeah. I'm four eighty. I'm in qualities of Baker shooting Calabasas. Two twenty five. That all of, you look at the list. I think Jared tweeted. You look at the list. These are all guys who like literally have done 125s or gone to like quarters or semis of of challengers. So it's just like it, it, they took away that mobility and that 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 momentum that that you know one or two months they were like oh here right now and you just keep going you keep going until we stop obviously the ups and downs for you to get up the rankings they need to be you know less downs more ups but it is what it is you know what i mean um that's just kind of how tennis is you don't play well every week you lose it every week pretty much you know and and but they just took that away so it's just really frustrating from all I think from all levels, from like who can get in, from the guys kinda of in my situation that like five hundred to three fifty, they're in a kind of a kind of a no man's land, you know, and, and just, you know, the doubles guys who can play fifteens if they're not playing singles, like what the fuck is that?
0: no it it 's incredible, and uh, just on something you mentioned on the opportunities earlier uh, another stat so again January to March of two thousand and eighteen there were seven thousand nine hundred seventy two qualifying spots available. Uh, for players who wanted to play either a Futures or Challenger event. In 2019, there's only been 2,280. So that's over, you know, that's about 5,700 less qualifying opportunities for players. You know, you mentioned the fact yourself, Martin, uh, are playing Qualies at a Futures. It's just the mobility upwards. I, I It's funny you mention that because another thing I think that is, uh, it's been mentioned, but just bars reiterating here, wild cards are now gold.
1: Oh, they're gold. They're gold. Wall cards. I mean, <laughs> I keep joking with Marty, but Marty he he gets wall cards like for the for the challengers, and like he loses loses the he gets in in the seed spot, wins a round, and he it literally in two matches he won. He it's like he won like eight futures. Yeah,
0: it's just like what
1: isn't that isn't that insane? I'm not taking away from his wins. I'm saying like, okay, that it's easier to win one round at a challenger than to win a 25.
0: Yeah. Especially when players like you, Ronnie Schneider and freaking him are going through qualifying.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's much easier to win a round at a challenger for, to get those three points. I think that you get, if you win a, the first round, than to win a 25, like yeah, winning like- 25 is really f- <laughs> hard. Yes, yeah, you know, last year, last year at USC, the one I won. Like, we had a guy who became top hundred later in the year. Uh, Eubanks. Like, I mean, there was like all these guys who were, you know, legit. So, I don't have, I have no idea how I won it, but, <laughs> but, but I'm saying like they're they're tough, and they're they're you know even guys who are consistently playing challengers, if you drop down to twenty five and you try to win it, you, it's not a given that you're going to. So so what what. And now, now it's ridiculous. I'm saying this is last year. Now it's it's like a baby challenger. Yeah, it's, for three points. You know, no, if there were still if there were still twenty points on the line, then yeah, I understand. But there's three points on the line, and I get it. They're gonna say no. You're playing like your focus should be on the ITF points and blah blah blah. But I'm like F- that, dude. You know, because I mean? now I have because now I have to win like four of them a year for it to. Because I, I don't know exactly the numbers, but for you to be like top thirty ITF, you need what seven hundred points, seven hundred fifty yeah. points, something like that. That's a lot. Like one hundred fifty is for winning at twenty-five. So who I, I want, I want you after this to go look up, see who won like at least four twenty-fives last year. I don't think anyone won four twenty-fives. Well, I think there the, were a the few. The thing is, though, there are a you few multiple win- winners, but not four or five. But
0: last year, you didn't have to win four or five in a row to make a jump to the next level. It's like, it's it's not even remotely You comparable. win a couple,
1: you move up. Um, you win exact. up when you try to play a quality of a challenger. You keep kind of like digging in because you don't have to win every week, right? You make a semi is a good week. You make a Finals, is a good week. So you're kind of like, you keep building on that. You keep building on that momentum. Now it's like, I mean... For like, look at Skander. Skander's like the Novak Djokovic in Tunisia right now. Like, he hasn't lost a match. I mean, his record in the last four months is it's just in- incredible. In- yeah, but it's incredible. And and but Skander is a guy who could easily do well in in challengers, but he's having to do that so he can just get into challengers. But, I mean, Skander has done. I think he's gone to like quarters or times of challengers. Like, he's an unbelievable player. So it's, like, it's kind of ridiculous that he has to, like, post up in Tunisia. And, you know, obviously, merits to him for winning and, you know, grinding that out. Um Shut And winning, winning that. No, i You
0: want to... No, no, no. You want to hear something funny? This is why I'm laughing, because I looked it up. Skander Mansuri, 23-3 and 3 in 2019, 592 in the world. That's ridiculous.
1: So it's one of those things, like, I'm sure if he was the, you know, the... <laughs>
0: Wait, hold on, real quick. Guess, guess his ITF World Tennis Singles ranking. You're gonna
1: die at this. He's probably like twenty-five. Thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, but that's. I mean, he he did win like I don't know two or three already this year, and then two or I don't know three or four last year. At the end. So he he's on a roll there. But the thing that's the thing, he shouldn't have to win seven futures to get in a challenger. You know what I mean? He he can easily go win one or two, and then he's playing. He's like, okay, I'm playing well. I'm going to go play a challenger. You know what I mean? Because that's so, the point of playing tennis. You want to play the tournaments that are bigger. You're, like guys who, wanna, who want to play 15s are out of their mind. No one wants to play that. You want to play bigger tournaments. So if you're feeling like your level is there and your ranking is there, you have the mobility to get there. There's a clear path for you to get there then it's perfect it's it's not perfect it's like i'm not gonna say the last but it's better the, the, the last yeah i'm not saying the last year's system was better i'm saying there was a path that at least you're like okay this, this is where i have to go now and if you kind of like deviate from it a little bit it's like oh, okay i'm playing bad for a little bit it's not like oh man it's the end of the world or you get injured for like a month or two or something happens. it's not like the end of the you come back and you're like okay you're kind of like in the same path like even if you deviate a little bit you can come back now it's just like okay I have to go three months straight up like Novak Djokovic and just like clean everything up and then I have to calendar and I have to clean it up there um, because otherwise my transition tour is going to start dropping with time and then I'm going to be you know in this kind of no man's land again so they're expecting you to play like ten months of unbelievable tennis, which is like great, that's why you want a reward. But but think about guys who you, you have to take away the guys who are like outliers who are so yeah. so good and they they get there really fast. What do you, you have, get injured? You, well yeah, but you have to take into account guys who men who grinded. Diego Quartzman was playing Futures for so many years. So many years he was playing Futures. The guys, 25 in the world. There's so many guys like the Bachelashivillies and the, the, I don't know, the Mirzoomers and all guys who took some time to get there, but now they're established top 100 players. So you can't just expect like, oh, yeah, and I mean, if you're good, you're good, you're going to get through it. Sometimes they're not good yet, but, you know, if he keeps playing, he can become good. You know what I mean yes. who who would have thought that Jago Schwarzman would be 20 in the world. Oh, you know what uh, I mean I I
0: completely I completely agree with you and I I am curious because uh, it sounds like to me from your perspective that you don't mind the the basic premise that you start at the futures then you advance to the challengers then you advance to the ATP. But to me it it how much so how much I guess is in terms of the issues players are having with the the transition tour, how much of it is, you know, the idea of the transition tour itself just sucked versus, you know, they just did a really, really shitty job of explaining how it's going to work?
1: I think, I think, they I think it was a little bit of both. Like, I wasn't, I, I thought I knew what was going to happen, but then I, I didn't. So I think that's <laughs> that's kinda the, the first thing. So I, I would have obviously I got injured. I, I I was planning on I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to twenty fives and, and try to build this like both rankings. That that was my plan before my injury. Um mm-hmm. and I saw a lot of guys who did that who went and played – instead of playing challengers, how how in the summer what happened, we all we were all chasing the real point. That's what happened. Like the qualities of the challenge were stacked, and you know you're playing Torp and and Ryan Shane and Ties and qual- everyone was in the qualities trying to you know get this real point. So I think at least here in America, like we all we said, F- <laughs> F- the futures and let's go to the challenge, <laughs> um, and that that really happened. But then with time, everyone realized they're like, well, I don't think it's really gonna matter. You, I think it's better to get the ITF transition tour. So um, points. So I think some people kinda of saw that, some people didn't, and and obviously they were rewarded. But um I think that's the first I don't I just don't think anyone was foreseeing how one the people wouldn't get in the tournaments and two um how kinda of like how stronger determines gotten like the, the 25s with the way they're closing. Like that's crazy. At 480, you're seated at a, at a 25. You're not, you're not in qualities of a 25. That's just a normal thing. so I don't really think people predicted. And I think my biggest problem with the whole thing is not having qualities in challengers. That's my biggest issue. I think that they had, they need a 16 quality draw in, in, in challengers. So there's guys playing 25s and qualities of challengers. There are guys playing 15s coming up and some 25s. And that's kind of how it is. There's, there's, You can choose where to play depending on how you're doing. But now it's just like it's just a mess because a guy who's 500 is like, why am I going to play 25s? We're really tough. I'm just going to go play 15s and try to win. No. It's incentivizing us playing down. And and I think at first we're like, oh, yeah, because we want people to play up, uh, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. But that just didn't work no i I, I think
0: you 're right that the point calibration is clearly off they they just don't know what they 're doing in terms of that and i I do want to also ask you, I know you 're a bit removed from this now, and in fact, as you 've mentioned you have a unique case of you took a year off from tennis and then you came back, and now that would really be an impossibility for any player but one of the things that the ITF was stretching, uh, stressing when they came up with this was that you know players who play ITF junior events who uh, accumulate a ranking they'll have more opportunities to get into transition tour events and it'll be in a more natural transition from the tour to the pro or from the juniors to the pros. Now you know you did not develop in America. You're from Brazil. You chose to go to the college route. Th- that's just an impossibility now, right? For any player who has pro aspirations.
1: I think when they're uh, – I I should I don't mind them having spots for juniors. Um, it's not something that really is like, oh, you know, it is what it is. I just think the way they're putting it like, oh, um, we want to, you know, make it easier for the guys who are playing juniors to get in the It is a little bit unfair in a sense of like, again, I'm, with the chance I might be sounding, a, you know – I don't know if cocky is the word. But being top 100 ITF, it's also not that hard if providing that you can go and play. So that really rewards people who have money, people who have sponsors, federations who have money to send their juniors to all all around the world. I did that. I was 30 in the world. And I wasn't doing anything crazy. I won like one decent title, but I wasn't doing anything crazy. And I was playing slams. So, again, it's not that hard to be top 100 in the world, um, providing that, you know, you have – given that you have the money to go do it, and that's just not fair. That's not fair to, the, you know, whatever kid, in, you know, in Africa that can do it or whatever kid in South America that is really hard to um, Even guys in America tend not to go, like, overboard with the ITF stuff. Um, so it's just like, it, you know, I feel like guys, some guys were taking – Player spots in the in the futures shouldn't be taking that those spots because they're not better players. That makes sense. Yeah,
0: it absolutely does. And the the, the question is, just without those wild cards how the hell is any player going to get into an event? Right? It's just like you, they've really screwed themselves.
1: Yeah. So then you go. Yeah. So they move from the the ITF point. Yeah. The junior point. Then you make to the decision to go to college. And now they're screwing college because they're like, okay, I can play maybe a year of pros, um, do the federation help well or something like that, and then, and then great, and then, um, they will get indetermined. So why would I choose going to, going to college? No.
0: And um, even more so, um, it's which like is really well,
1: fucked up because going to college is the probably the best route for most tennis players, anyway.
0: And it's also like, well, now I'm only going to USC, UCLA, Ohio State, Virginia, or any other school I didn't name that hosts a Futures or Challengers event, Wake Forest, because if not, I'm never going to get wild cards.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it, it, it is a fair, I mean, like I said, there's so many of it is a fact. Um, and, and they re- really didn't think that through, you know what I mean? Think about, you know, even – guys like Ken Nori and Mackey, you know what I mean? They they were you know, let's say they for three years they can they will get up wild cards, but you know, say it's like a guy who, you know, comes out of college and then all of a sudden starts doing well like, like a Nori or like a Mackey. You know, and and but he's not able to like get into tournaments like kind of fucked up, you know what I mean? Or if hmm. you also if if you're from a federation like for example me, I can I wouldn't be able to to go um and get wild cards because they don't have tournaments in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. so it's like so it's not like just the fact that okay, you need to you need the wild cards, you need to be from a from somewhere that has a lot of futures or a lot of events. Like they like, can't get wild cards. So it's just I'm, like I'm curious if you go
0: back in time and just and I know injuries and off court just a lot of things have changed, but I think like the perfect case uh, study for this would probably have been Gage Brimer, right? If you go back in time, Gage, Easter Bowl champion, top junior player, uh, he goes pro. He wouldn't have wasted time because it wouldn't have made sense for him at that point given the wild cards available to him. And it's just just like you can't project for the four years of injury or the four years of physical development, all of these things. It's just you're really forcing 18-year-old, 17-year-old kids to make that decision early on is am I going to push it on ITF juniors?
1: Yeah. So it's like, but, but like I said, you know, being top 50 ITF, top 75 ITF, the, those are a lot of guys who are getting spots in futures. It is not that hard. You know, if you're yeah. able to go play, I mean, there are guys who, you know, play almost every year, kind of all around the world like a professional tennis player just to play juniors. And I'm like, juniors is cool. Juniors is fun. You get into the, 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 the slams and whatnot it's, it's fun i'm not gonna say it's not but it's not a make or break it thing it, it, it shouldn't be necessary or like required for a guy to play that just so he can get into futures as a because now he, he's not able, a guy who's like not a great junior ranking wise can get into futures because there's only uh, now 32 spots but they, they won't get into qualities so it's like well what do i do I mean, that's why I keep saying UTR, hopefully they're doing something that they're having their own tour. That would be cool.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. And, you know, we've gone on a solid 40 minutes on just this topic. And I I do want to ask you about some other uh, things, but I I would be remiss if I didn't ask. You know, it's almost at a point where because the lack of opportunity is so great, because you can get caught in limbo between tours, there's almost a you know you, you almost just you want to give up you're like this this isn't worth it i don't want to take such a hit financially
1: dude i i like i'm not gonna lie like i've been you know the motivation has been like it's not not anymore because i had a decent this week in tucson and it was kind of fun like we were you know with all my buddies and I think that's a big part of why I play, it's like, you know, kind of that, that environment of, you know, being around my friends and, you know, it's just fun, it's just good memories. Um, but when I was, in, I was in Europe for a little bit, I had to do a couple things there and I played one tournament in, in Spain and and I lost first round and I didn't really know anyone or anywhere there, anyone there. I was like, I was just thinking why the f- am I doing this? Like why? Why? why would I? Why? Because I'm pretty much starting from from scratch. And I'm like, why? Well, I don't want to f- do this again. Um, so, motivation wise, I can't even imagine like how how it's hitting a lot of people. You know? I mean, I'm sure it's it's really bad, and and it, it has been really challenging in a sense of like, okay, do I do I keep this going or do I not keep this going? Like, I feel like I'm playing great tennis again, and I you know I have a coach. I've been working really hard to 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 create kind of a kind of a, a structure around myself to 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 be able to succeed in, and put then at the end of the day it's like it's all in your head it's like but is it worth it you know what i mean you know no i could be, I could be teaching i could be getting involved with something any anything else that i'd like to do um and not have to deal with this shit. so <laughs> so like i like that tip uh, part video that he posted he's like i've never seen a sport that is trying to have less player players less competitors um trying to to compete and try to play that's that makes no sense any sport you want more people playing um so so it's just it's really frustrating and and i i mean i i have friends from brazil who quit um they're like i'm not gonna like grind this futures again and and all that, so it's just, it's bad. It's it's really bad that way. And you have to have like a decent, you know. like I said, have you have like at least like good friends with, to go to tournaments with and all that. You make it, you know, a little more tolerable. But but it, it it is it because there's no path like clear path. There is a path, but it's kind of crazy. um And because there's no like kind of clear path where you know yeah. Not just myself, as I'm saying, like here I'm with George. George go out, if you guys know from Texas, if yeah, he goes so out hard. and win a long with yeah. If if he goes out and win a future, right now, it doesn't really. I mean, it's cool, but it doesn't really matter as much, you know. If he goes win a future, you know, a year ago, you know, it's you know he shoots up the rankings. He's feeling good. He's like you know, kind of keeps the dream alive, and that's the biggest problem. Now, even with the good weeks, you're just kind of like, huh you know it is what it is kind of thing yeah. three points not that yeah it, take, it, it takes it yeah it takes away that that feeling of like okay i can do this because that's all 10 tennis is all that it's half the battle it's like in your head it's, it's it's that mental game it's that mental aspect of being um in in just like in the moment and trying to trying to make it but if you're just questioning like why you're doing it because it's so messed up it 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 makes it really hard so it's already hard as it is so i mean we'll see we'll see what happens but it is it is definitely like that and i can say for myself it's been it's been very challenging
0: for sure well then we will end the transition to our topic here and again given that we're only three months in terrible start for them, but we will see, you know, maybe they come up with a fix over some point. Everyone seems to be in Indian Wells this weekend, and I'm sure this will be a hot topic, so we'll see what comes out of that, Um, but just moving forward, you know, you mentioned earlier expanding challenger draws, making it a bit more clear what the cutoffs are going to be at certain events, and just those, plus I'm, I'm curious, and these are huge problems, so, you know, I don't expect an instant fix. But what are the solutions you see as someone who's living through this experience?
1: Dude, I, I think it's it's going to be hard to, like, bring the whole system back. I mean, there there are people who, you know, like Tony Nadal and, you know, there's, there's some pretty big names, you know, kind of get involved with this. Um, so maybe, maybe there's, you know, maybe six months from now... They're like they'll be like okay well, we're just gonna bring everything back. I actually read something today they were they're debating like how like having more points at twenty fives or something like that. I don't know I don't know exactly that. But for me it's like this: it's open up the draws for 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 fifteens and twenty fives like the qualifying draws. So that's whatever sixty four. Just have sixty four people. Everyone is paying forty bucks, so that's already money for for the tournament. That just helps. Okay, so that's that's. One solution, one of these solutions. Uh, second, like I said earlier, have points in the later rounds of the the, the tournament. Sammy's finals winners get points. So, fifteen, for example, go out and make Sammys; you get a point. You know, you win and you get five. You know, something like that. So, so because what they don't the want is all these guys who have one or two points in the ranking, and that's fair. That's fair. But those guys who have one or two points in the rankings, they're probably never going to make. Sammy, you know what i mean so just keep it in the later rounds reward the guys who are you know going deep in the tournament um at least if that's what you want i i don't i'm not saying that's that's what should be it but like if that's what they want then at least have some points towards the later rounds at 25 and 15. still have points at both you need points at both so you're like moving up the the hp ranking so you have a place to go like there's mobility and then third you got to have 16 qualifying draws in challengers. Like, you have to. It's because then it frees up the 25s. And then it frees up the 15s because the guys who should be playing 25s are not playing 15s. They're playing the 25s or they're playing qualities of challengers. So you have 12 extra spots there for for ATP, not for ITF. For ATP ranking, you free up a little bit of the draw in 25s. The guy who's 400 is like, okay, do I go play a challenger you know do i risk it and you know no i'm not saying you should put money there put put points there uh put housing there or or hospitality you just have the draw at 16 and you go there you get 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 through qualities and you get through maybe a couple rounds you you get a few points and then there's the guys who are going to be like ah not playing that well or whatever i just want to play at 25 it's closer to home whatever it is so you can play those which frees up Again, the 15s and makes it for the transition people in quotes. That's what I'm doing air quotes here. But the transition players, the guys who are coming in, then they can just go out and play the, 20, the 15s because that's what the 15s are for. And then the 25s are for the guys are kind of around me and, you know, 400, whatever, the, you know, Jared six and Marty Redlickies and guys like kind of that, that ranking. And then you go to either... Qualities of of challengers or main draws of twenty five, and that frees up everything. Frees up everything. uh It's 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 fairly it's fairly simple. It, it's kind of a simple solution. But they're going to be like, ah, oh, because we want to determine it to be seven days long, or we don't want to have specials. I'm like, bro, think about this. If I go to three challengers, and I win the first one, and I can play the second one, that's too good. I'll take that. I'll take that any day. You know what
0: I mean? No, I I completely agree with everything you've said. Um, it, it's just uh, I I think no 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 oh, 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 oh that's my bad I I was on mute but West off leave all of that in because my stupidity should be broadcasted much like the ITS has really been broadcasted over these past I was literally just talking to the phone so um I'm I, I think the microphone picked it up so I'm just um uh, I'm sorry you didn't what I was saying is I I think one of the 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 intention of the ITF that making this smaller qualifying draws all these things was they thought it was going to promote more tournaments being hosted because it's only a 7 day event now they thought more things would pop up and Clearly, that's not the case. So I I just really think, yeah, I just, I agree with you. The opportunity isn't there for players who are just getting better and better. And I guess this is one of the things I want to transition uh, to talking about outside of this. And we've kind of alluded to this throughout this conversation. But I had the chance to go uh, to Cleveland for the challenger. I had the chance to go to college, see guys like Petros Risokos, J.J. Wolf, Alex Rybakov, all, uh, you know, tour level guys, maybe not ATP tour, but certainly guys who want and deserve, given how skilled they are, to go pro. And I I just I, I want to ask, it's one of my theories, and you're in this right now, I just feel like the parity between the guy ranked 500 and the guy ranked 150 is as close as it could possibly be. Is is that your sense as well? It really feels like anyone can win any given week.
1: I think to uh, a certain extent I don't think you, sure. Uh, sure, sure. I think in it's uh, I think rankings can really lie both ways. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so there's, you know, there there were the guys who were you know 200 in the world, but really only played 15s, like couldn't really do anything challengers. But they're doing really well in in 15s. Um, but yeah, I I agree with the, what you're saying in the sense of like there there are guys who are 500, but they're playing. That's why I I think UTR really comes into play. That you might be 580. Like, if you put UTRs side by side, you're like, okay, this guy is actually playing, you know, top 200 level. Um, So, the thing, the ranking, the ranking is not, obviously, that's what you based off and getting tournaments and, you know, whatever you are in the world, you're, you know, doing better than the other guy. But the ranking really is just a combination of, you know, a few good weeks, right? Uh, it doesn't really play, doesn't really say too much about the level per se. Like if you're 500, but you just started playing two months ago, that's fantastic. You know, you already got to to 500. That means that you're just, you're not a 500 player. You're probably like a 300 player. Um, and I think I, you just kind of feel that way. You know, like I said, guys like, you know, guys who are struggling sometimes to get through qualities. In 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 futures, just because or get into in future, they're they're also playing probably top you know five hundred level. they you know just need a little bit of time, so that's kind of how it is. Like the ranking, it comes out every week and and it changes every week, but it, it also you have to like really see how how long these guys have been playing for and all that. So it's it's a combination of a bunch of things, and obviously you see you know a guy like J J Wolf looks like he can't lose a match these days and and he is what like three hundred two fifty now or whatever he is and 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 you know Tor you just see like the, the level I mean it's really close and and that's the biggest point that's that's, that's what I'm saying when there's moment, there's this momentum and mobility together um, you get a guy who's 450 but playing a level of 200 and he'll go to a challenger he will show but now he can't now he can show that, and that's the biggest problem. It will show that you know a guy who who's not ranked as high, but he's coming in hot and goes a challenger. He's hot, and he goes out and wins it, or gets the semi, or gets the quarters, makes a deep run. Um, we're not allowed to do this. Can do that anymore. You're not allowed to do that anymore uh, under the new rules, and that's a big problem because, like I said earlier, tennis is so momentum, awesome. It's so so much of like how you're playing how you're feeling and how you're moving up and 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 it's just a shame that that they you know they did it this way i guess
0: no i i I agree with you and you mentioned this in your answer so uh, we we said we're going to go on a tangent i think this is the obvious tangent you like utr you think that's the way to move
1: I, I like UTR, obviously I think kids I think kids like kinda like, you know, ten, twelve, 14, they're they're crazy about it. I don't I don't think they should be like worrying too much about it. But I do think U T R, you know, they're they obviously they're a business and they're probably, you know, trying to make money and expand and all that. But they they seem like they have good interest in um in tennis and making tennis better and more accessible and I, I like that about them and I think you know, if me as a player, where I'm, at, I am right now. If I, if the, if the UTR events gave ATP points, like for the winner or for the, you know, the finalists, and less money but ATP points, or if they were able to, you know, it's it's Oracle. They have, you know, they make money pretty much. <laughs> um, so they have unlimited funds. So if these guys came out right now with like a tour, if they're able to. With the ATP and be like, we're going to take care of this this smaller tour, um, and they it will give ATP points. Everyone would go to those people would be like, (laughs) the ITF. (laughs) Um, so I do, I don't think like you know, they're not going to replace the ATP, I don't even think they're that's their goal to like replace the ATP ranking, but but I feel like this is a good opportunity for them to be like, you know what, we can we have the money to. To go after ITF, and we have the money and we have the resources and and, and kind of the name already to to create our own thing and you know it's, I think players would dig it. Players obviously you've got to do it like all over the world and stuff like that, like that. But I, I mean, I mean, I feel like players would really dig that.
0: No, I I completely agree with you, and I have my own qualms with UTR. You know i, I it's it's hard for me to exactly understand how they're rating just people from the get guns saying you beat this person but this amount of games, and I just need to take a you know a bigger look at that but i I don't hate it i I like the idea of the rating system
1: i i honestly the rating system for me is not necessarily what i it's like whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. More like they have the structure. They're putting out tournaments already. They have kind of, kind of a name They have uh, Oracle who, you know, backs up Indian wealth. They have kind of the structure to create something even bigger, you know, and even more um, important for, for the, the game than, you know, what the ITF is trying. And I think that would be really interesting to see if they, you know, they were able to come up with something. No, and obviously that would take time, but I think they they should definitely like look into it that that now and see what happens.
0: No, I I completely agree with you. And, you know, again, I want to be conscious of your time. We went like two hours last time, so we're, we'll try and do a little bit less this time. But I want to ask you some fun questions before you go because I just always appreciate how candid you are and I think you'll have some fun answers. So I, as you mentioned, the last time I talked to you, I think it was April of last year. Uh, there's been so much that's gone on on the ATP since then. Uh, you know, we've seen a Djokovic revival. We've seen all of these young players bring breakthrough and so just I'm curious if you don't mind can I ask you some ATP thoughts yeah, absolutely all right Novak Djokovic does he get to 20 grand slams he does and does he end up passing Roger Federer
1: oh man with if Roger Federer fanning me doesn't want to say yes but I think so I think he does
0: oh I'm so happy you answered that way I could not agree I, I just I... I think it does he's at what 15 now you're telling me he doesn't have he's
1: only like what 32 33
0: i think 31 32 in may yeah
1: yeah 32 in may oh yeah i
0: think something like that
1: yeah i mean like with the structure these guys have now and the 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 team they have behind them and to, to stay healthy is not until you're 35 is not out of question I think it's just going to be a motivation thing, but yeah, I think I think he gets there. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't want anyone to beat Roger, but yeah, I think he'll
0: get there. <laughs> of course. Well, also since April, we have seen your former teammate Mackie McDonald really work his way up the rankings. I think he's around a career high in the 60s right now. Um, has, has it been fun to you for you to see him succeed at the level he has? And did you always think he had this in him?
1: Oh yeah, I I always thought he was good. I, I, I <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, dude, you're so good. Like, I don't, I have, I have no idea how, like, if, because I, for me, it's like, he, he would be a nightmare for me to play. Like, I'm just thinking, like, okay, he, if you leave it short, he gets, get out the ball. If you attack him, he passes you. Like, he's a nightmare. So, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy just seeing the, the college guys do well. Like, I, 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 root for him. I root for, for, for Cam and for, you know, any, anyone who, like, has played college besides Cressy. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can we leave that in?
1: Yeah, yeah obviously.
0: <laughs> well, that's perfect. I, I did want to ask you about that quickly. So you you mentioned uh, Max Cressy, who's obviously a senior this year at UCLA. We saw him win the Columbus Challenger. We've seen him now jump to the number one spot. You know, play one doubles. Um, but he's got quite the personality. He is uh he's a confident guy to say the least.
1: Yeah, he is. <laughs> Okay, we can leave this. I don't have I don't have much to say about him. That's about that's about it. But about Mackey and all that, I mean, I think, I mean, I I had I had there was there was a time in college that he was you know it was a little shaky, especially freshman year. But then after a little while, it took him a little longer to 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 get to where he is compared to like maybe Cam. But I I was just like he he's way too good, like not to make it. Like I don't know what's his ceiling, you know what I mean? I don't know where he's gonna get, but. I th- I think it's good, so I, I'm I'm really pumped. I'm really pumped to like see him doing doing this well, and it's kind of exciting.
0: I had the chance to interview your former teammate Marcos Girone in Cleveland, and I brought this up with him, and I have to bring this up with you again, just given the success we've seen. How the f*** did you guys not win NCAAs your senior year? My senior year, or maybe junior year.
1: Uh, no, my my junior year, was, uh, my junior year was, was me Mackey and uh well are you saying like do, a, a year you without with, was it the soccer without mark
0: what was the year usc one
1: yeah my sophomore year sophomore i hate year, that sorry. year i hate that year more than i hate the year that agent touched in that because <laughs> that year we 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 beat usc we beat usc three times we were crushing it we had mark was at two in the country clay was one in the country um, like Adrian came back and was playing like five. I was playing six. I mean, Matt and so Gage, much, uh-huh. Mac and Gage, like cruising at three and four. So uh, that year we were so good. I, I honestly like I take it because I lost my match two seven six in the third. So it's like a little bit on me. But holy f- <laughs> Like there's no chance we were going to lose that C. They say it too. Like you can ask the guys. Um, they're not going to admit it. But I've, I've you know had drunken it's conversations so- with them. And they're like, they're like, dude. We were so happy, you guys, because there was no chance you were going to beat you. I was like No, you're not going to beat me, beat us. But, dude, that that is just an upsetting year. I'm not going to lie.
0: I, I so given that you said that, I did ask Yannick Konofan. Oh, I think I called it the Columbus Challenger. I meant the Cleveland Challenger. Sorry, uh, Columbus and Cleveland. It's all Ohio to me, so.
1: It really right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um. But. I did ask Yannick, and he denied it. He said, "No, what are you talking about? We knew we had him." <laughs> I just say, like, oh, it's such a fun team. And I guess there's
1: no, there's no way, there's no way they were playing well, but it's just, it was just a matchup. So, like, Mark was always had Ray's number um, at two. Mackie was playing unbelievable. Um, Gage was playing. Gage was kind of a toss up, um, but Asian, Asian. As unclutch as he was, in a lot of in a lot of situations, he was he always demolished USC. I don't know what it was like, he, Yannick, Quiros, Emilio. I mean, he was always like so good against them.
0: We, I was gonna say we've litigated this before, yeah. So I, I don't mean to always. I just that team. Yeah,
1: that was a that was a good team. That was probably yeah. the best team to never win it.
0: Oh, that's a debate. We're gonna to have to have that debate another time because I've got a couple of teams. I mean, that Virginia team that year, JC Aragoni didn't play till the end of the year. Like, I mean,
1: that uh, is true. That is
0: true. So the the talent level was just ridiculous. And I, I just want to ask your thoughts on the college season this year. You know, I know your UCLA Bruins. Connor went down. Uh, Connor Hans goes down with an ankle injury. Keegan went down with an injury at the indoors. But just, what do you think about your Bruins this year?
1: I mean. Um if I'm being honest like I think with all of them rank w- with all of them not rank with all of them healthy, they're actually a pretty solid team like rascal one Kingan two Gogan obviously is really good um Poner is like he's a he's a little winner, he just like gets out there and like finds a way to win uh <laughs> and that's so important to have like that guy in your team right Yeah, for um, sure so so I don't know i i with all the injuries and all this stuff, I mean, they're struggling right now. Um, I can't, I don't know. They'll they'll probably turn, usually turn it back on because, you know, UCLA and, you know, (laughs) things got better. But I'll be, you know, I think for them, if they make like, I don't know, just elite eight would be kind of like a decent year for them. Um, Yeah.
0: It was interesting because at indoors there was a moment there, you know, before Keegan went down. where It was like, oh my god, like these Bruins. I mean, anyone can play with anyone this year in college tennis, but just
1: you know, with well, King they and- had that crazy that crazy match against Wake like, Forest.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, but it was just like, you know, a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago, they had a crazy match against GCU. So, you know, go figure. <laughs> Uh, exactly. college fans college is crazy so, you know, I mean I like it but it's,
0: it's crazy yeah well then uh, three more quick ones and I promise I'll let you go um, in terms of crazy I've had this idea recently and you were in this environment so you let me know if you think it is at all feasible instead of playing the team tournaments and the individual tournaments back to back what you do is you put a day off in between those two events you host a a college-style Laver cup there to help grow the sport, try and promote it. It's an all-star event where you know maybe six guys, six girls on each team. You're not playing more than a set during that day, so coaches don't get too mad about you for you know playing a little bit. And and you throw that in the in the middle. Is that feasible at all? Do you think any coach would allow? A's? Yeah, at NCAA's in the spring. Oh,
1: dude, that would be dope. I mean, and, I don't but is know it all possible? Feasible? I mean. I don't know how how well connected you are. <laughs> um, I, I got Oracle I think, on speed. Back. I I I think that would be really cool. Um, in a sense of like, but you got to make it a huge event. You know what I mean? Like you mean that—that would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, but, or or you do that at the um, US Open,
1: right? At the honestly, like I that that. They should have a day off in between, anyways, because a lot of people, who, you know, who are there playing the the team event, and you know, they lose an they just yeah, obliterated afterwards because we lost and the so, ways. No one, no nothing matters anymore, pretty much. So, having like a day off there and having like a little fun activity would be kind of cool. Have like guys and girls in the same team or like a eastern western kind of thing. That would kind of cool, like west coast east coast.
0: Yeah. Um or maybe like west, that, east, north, south. There's a a conference yeah.
1: teams. You could just do cool that. Um but yeah, that'd be that be pretty cool. I, yeah. I, I mean feasible. I, it's <laughs> definitely it's definitely doable. I mean I think I, I don't think it should be big the biggest deal. Uh it's gonna come down. I think people are gonna be like, well, how you know how does this bring any money or how does this bring more exposure? You know what I mean there's always those like you know business questions but you know as a fan of it I would watch it I would I'm fun watching that
0: So my solution to the business side you put it at the US Open maybe instead of the collegiate thing they were doing and then you give the winning team x amount of wild cards the next year since everything's screwed up and then you make it a very important event
1: Oh that would um, be that would be that would just be very important But uh, also you got to make it but you got to make it you know so you have foreign guys as well. Of course. Be able, be able to compete in that and get the wild cards. Yeah, maybe. that's playing. why, you know, foreign guys pretty much tank NCAAs. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter. for
0: <laughs> Exactly. You incentivize maybe playing the individual season a bit more. Maybe you do it by ranking. You know, the top 10 players all guaranteed or whatever. I'm just, I'm really in on this idea of incorporating team tennis, I guess, more into. Um, I mean,
1: same. team tennis should be more every- Everywhere. You know what I mean? It's, if I could try to choose playing ATP Tour or like a nice, like, seven-month season of Team 10, or you know, like, kind of like basketball, I would do that. So that'd be well fun.
0: I know. Wait, look, that's why we're doing stuff like this, to try and build that type of audience. I'm all in. Well, then, I, I want to end here. Uh, you know, you're back in California. Uh, Indian Wells is starting, I think, tomorrow for the women, Thursday for the guys. Um, I don't know if you've ever been, but I- if you have you know, you have been
1: yeah i was a hitting partner there for two years
0: so i heard rumors that indian wells is essentially the fifth major but it's just the nicest event of the year is that true
1: it is true <laughs> it is <laughs> unbelievable like it i am gonna go out and say that it's better than the u.s open some i don't know people are probably gonna hate me for it people <laughs> but um it is it is incredible just because it's like Palm Springs is just fantastic. You know what I mean? It It, it is a town that obviously is a lot of retired people, but it's so beautiful. There's like, I mean, it's just incredible that desert kind of look and every day is just beautiful. And, and obviously they run the tournament, Oracle runs that tournament like no one else. So, so I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's Better than many slams. Like I played junior slams, and I, I thought Indian Wells was better than most of them. Besides, besides, I think Australia was really dope, but but Indian Wells is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I and I mean, tennis condition is perfect. It's the weather. No, it the weather doesn't. It's not that windy. It's not that hot. Um, it's a little. It's tough to play. It's not easy because it's a little bouncy. It's a little slow. But, man, it's just one hell of a tournament. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> no, I, I can only imagine. I'm jealous. I'm not going to be there. Uh, my usual podcast co-host, Max Rothman, will be out there this week, and he's uh, very much looking forward to it but crew you know I, I again i've taken up too much of your time as always and i, I thank you so much for again your candidness your honesty and addressing the challenges of the transition to and all these things i want to give you the final word though any any parting thoughts any last things you want to get off your chest
1: um i really i think i said it all i mean there's always <laughs> new well i think there's always new information coming out and there's always things that like you know you really didn't think about and you know you see someone else um mentioning and, and it makes sense or it doesn't make sense but i think when it comes to the transition tour um that's kind of where, I, where i'm at and that's why I'm, you know i'm gonna keep being vocal and because at the end of the day you know who, who's fucking no one's paying my fucking bills anyways. It's not, it's not like the itf is because you know i don't make any money playing i'd play like and i think that's what i guess this will be the takeaway. Um. People, whoever is in charge, if anyone ever listens to this, we play this mostly because we love it. Okay. Obviously, we all in for the financial gain, or we all aiming to be top 100 and we're all aiming to, to, you know, make money and maybe retire early and chill and stuff like that. But we do start it for love. I came back and started playing because we wanted to compete. We wanted to play. We wanted to put ourselves in that position of like, um, it's a little, it's a little egotistical um sport, right? That you're like, you know, you win and feel good about yourself and then you lose first round, you are just like don't want to see anyone in the tournament and you're just like run away. But we like it, we enjoy it. It's like it's the challenge that, you know, keeps us going. So yeah, the money is not great and all that, but you know, keep us you know keep everyone in the loop. Make allow everyone to play and and you know it would just be better for the sport, you know what I mean? Whooping out of it and become, you know, the next stars or the next whatever. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it's frustrating, and I'm going to keep being vocal about it, like I said, because, because, um, I'm, you know, no one's paying my bills.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm (laughs) the one
1: taking care of everything. I don't, I don't owe anyone any explanations of, uh, oh, you shouldn't say that because, you know, you might lose some sponsors. I'm like, well, I don't have any. Um, So it's just one of those things. Like I think we, the consensus is that, you know what I mean? It's like, we don't quit just because the money is bad or because the, this and that we keep going and we keep pushing through it. Cause it would be like that in any job, in any, you know, in any career that you, you choose. So that's what we're trying to do. So hopefully like, maybe, you know, it might not be for me, but maybe if I keep doing it, it helps, you know, someone, some other generation or something like that. Um, I've gotten, you know, People have keep sending me stuff, and they're always like, "Hey, like this happened. show showed this." You know, I've talked to UTR people. I have talked to other other people that, who you know don't want to be mentioned. But <laughs> there is there is stuff going on, and I think people are not just players are upset. Pl- parents are upset. Everyone's kind of upset. So I think I think we're in the right direction in the sense of like um, we are being vocal and we're trying to do something. I hope more people will. You know just join and people that have more power than I do uh, in this kind of movement, but you know hopefully we'll we'll get we'll get it going and and yeah and for me you know you can catch me in a couple twenty fives this next couple of weeks in uh, here in Bakersfield in Calabasas close to home. And that's about it. Hopefully, hopefully, I can get through qualities at least these days.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just want to one more time thank you again for just leading the charge. Or not, you know, it's it's not only you. That that's not fair to all the other people who have said things. But you really have been one of the most prominent voices out there. And as a fan of the game, you know, we want to know what struggles players are going through, and if there's anything we can do. If we, you know, make demands of the ATP tour as fans that we want to see these guys get chances.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I do it like that because I, I have a little, I'm a little opinionated and and um, I just think, you know, even the mostly the top guys, you know, the top players, everyone is just so politically correct. You know, it, it's understandable. You don't really get into controversy because, you know, controversy is not good for business, kind of. But it's just a little boring, right? It's like everyone is just has the same speech. It's just like, oh, like we don't, no one really wants to say anything. And I just think it's kind of boring, you know. That's why, you know, you see a guy a guy like Nick always saying something and everyone is just like, oh, because this and that. But, you know, just let the guy be. Let, let everyone, like, just be honest. And, and when something is bad, someone needs to say something, right? I, this is bad. This, this is bad. They failed. They shot themselves in the foot. And they need to do, make some amends. And that's, that's just kind of how it is. So, you know, hopefully it helps. And if it doesn't, you know. It is what it is, but I'm just going to keep being vocal and, and I think if everyone is a little bit, it would be good for, for for the
0: movement. Oh, I completely agree with you. Well then, Karu, we can leave it there. Thank you so much again for taking the time and again, let, let's make this a thing. I like having... You're, hey, we, we,
1: we can make it like a like a little,
0: you know, monthly thing. Um, well, call, yeah, the, well, I, the Cell Showdown or something. I'll come up with something clever. Yeah. I'll
1: come up with something good. I have a, I have a <laughs> name to work with, but we can make it like, a,
0: like a, a... I'm thinking we we give you your own episode and we call it Carew's Crew. And it's just you bringing on different personalities.
1: There you go. go. That will be kind of cool. I always have, like... You know, I am I was here with George. George, I'm sure, wanted to, like, say stuff. So, you know, we, we we can make this happen more often. And so we don't have to spend, you know, three hours on the phone with <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this like yeah, I, 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 I don't care. I don't care. I'm not really doing anything. It's more like, <laughs> I feel like the, the whoever's listening, like, three, you know, two and a half hours in, they're not going to be like, okay, I'm tired of listening to Karu and his like, stupid accent. <laughs>
0: Well, look, I would spend three hours with you as often as you want. I always have a good time when we do these things. But, you know, for those listeners who want a shorter podcast, check out our new podcast, The Mini Break. You can find that wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify. Uh, That'll be our daily recaps Monday through Friday. Check out the Cracked Interviews podcast as well, where we've got a bunch of other personalities coming on. Also, be out the lookout for GSP episode number 100. I'm going to steal parts of this clip with Carew, and we're going to—we have something very special planned that— I don't want to get into too much now, but be on the lookout for that. Check out our website, crackedrackets.com. But with that, I'll end huge shout out to our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, who have a job to do as always, but for our super producers, for uh, our wonderful team at Cracked rackets and for my incredible uh, co-host today, Carousel, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin crew. Thank you again so much. And uh, we will talk to you soon.